It's Karakun Carney. I'm James Van Osdell. And if you're listening or watching in the Chicago area, it's no secret the winters here are brutal. In fact, as we're recording this, it's like nine degrees outside as we're sitting on Armitage Avenue. For a homeowner, winters mean your gutters, windows, and doors can take a beating, and then the wind and hail kind of finish the job when spring rolls around. If you think you may have damages that could qualify you for a roof and or siding replacement through your insurance, you need to talk to my friends at Suburban Roofing and Siding for a free nine-point inspection of your property exterior before you call your insurance company. Let them assess any damages you may have and walk you through the steps of a claim hassle-free. They're an accredited member of the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. A-plus, Moose! Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Excellent. And all their contractors are licensed, bonded, and insured. They also use the highest quality materials available at no additional charge to you. No additional charge, guys. That's awesome. Call 224-677-6149, 224-677-6149, or visit them at SuburbanRoofingAndSiding.com. Carcon Carne, also sponsored by this book right here. 90 Days in the 90s. This is a fiction book written by my friend Andy Fry. And the whole idea is that it centers around Chicago. There's a record store owner. Her name is Darby. And she discovers the mystical gray line. It's not the yellow line. It's not the blue line. Not the pink line. It is the gray line in the CTA transit system. And the gray line takes you back in time. And it takes Darby back to the 90s in Chicago. You guys remember the 90s in Chicago. I do. Very well. Yeah. So a couple a shows, time. played a couple shows back in the day. <laughs> uh, she goes back to the 90s in Chicago. And as you guys know what a time it was. So her challenge is, does she stay in the 90s forever or does she come back? I don't know what I would do given the chance, but you, you can find out what Darby does. 90 days in the 90s. You can get it at 90daysinthe90s.com. And if you order through the website, you get it autographed by author Andy Fry. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. So we are here. The Brokedowns are in the car. Three quarters of the Brokedowns join me today. Uh, this is something I swear I think I've been trying to put together for probably seven years now. I, it, it's hard to get all <laughs> you guys in the same place. You still didn't get all four. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know, and it still yeah. didn't happen. No. I think I started to try and get you guys to do an interview or a something when this album came out. Okay. Which... Sick of Space, which I shouldn't leave on the heated dashboard, but there it is. <laughs> yeah. Perfect for records. Uh, but you are here today to celebrate the release of this new record. i got to hold it up because the artwork is super, super awesome. Maximum Khaki is the new Broke Downs release. Yep. Recently released. I want to talk about the album cover. I want to talk about the Broke yeah, Downs. That cover rules. I love it. The cover is amazing. But first, we're outside Dante's Pizzeria on Armitage. What's the address, Moose? <laughs> you know what? I honestly don't know off the top of my head. I probably should. I don't work at this Dante's for the record. It's <laughs> I work at the other. Dante's. It's on, it's on Armitage. Uh, it's you know it's it's west of on Armitage. It's west of California. West recent uh, <laughs> recent um, GPS searches. See what, see what the gook says. Yeah. <laughs> it says, oh here we go. It is. 3028 West Armitage Avenue. 3028 West Armitage Avenue. Dante's known for just fantastic (laughs) pizza slices, among other things. And that's what we have in the car tonight. We're all eating a slice. Oh, yeah. And and Moose, because you are are part of the Dante's 
corporation, uh, you also recommended an appetizer too. Oh yes, uh, I was actually excited to try this because I haven't. They, we don't have this at our location. These are the artichoke hearts. Ooh, which? Oh, look at that! Here, I'll take out the. Uh, look at this. The roving cam. Look at that. Oh, those anything breaded and deep fried I as know. a rule is kind of great. <laughs> yes, good. and coincidentally vegan. Oh really? Yes. Well, of course they're artichoke hearts. Yes, and and but you know no egg wash, and there's no like uh, milk and the breadcrumbs. We used to do. Uh, other fried products like that, and these are vegan. All right, well, pass it to the guys in the back. Yes. And a roll call, everyone who's here by name, so that people can identify face and name. I'm John. I play bass and sing in the Broke Downs. I'm Eric. I play guitar. Mustafa. Moose. Oh, play drums in the Broke Downs. I love Moose. it. Yes. Again, Maximum Khaki is the new release. Who got what? I'm going to try one of these. Delicious. Yeah, those I liked. You guys want to try any of the marinara? Oh, yeah. Yep, there you go. One of the things I like about I got Dante's... I slice here, too. Give that man his slice. Oh, yeah, out. we have your Don't slice. Don't slice. One of the things I like about Dante's, and I've done different episodes of Dante's in years past, <laughs> the slice of the day. Mm-hmm. There's always something cool and worth trying as the slice of the day, and I'll show what I got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you guys want to try with marinara? Marinara? Yeah, nope. Oh, don't don't spill it, man. Don't do that. Is the marinara spicy? Or is that, yeah. Yes, it is. We It's our signature. It's the same as uh, the red sauce. Uh, it is spicy. Yes. Love. All right, so we're here on a Tuesday night. I got the slice of the day, which is the Italian beef slice mm-hmm. with banana peppers and black olives. It looks amazing. I have the Whoa. I have the vegan slice of the day, uh, which is uh, Palermo's Unreal uh, Pepperoni. Look at that! Um, and they make it uh, in house over at our location. And then there's Jardinera and Red Onion. That looks fantastic. Yeah, nice right. Combo yeah, we we need to make sure that this is the last stop of the night for all of us because no one's going to want to be around us after <laughs> yeah. pizza. No, this is it. We're done in this totally. car right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, do you have a preferred way to eat your Dante slice? Do you I fold? fold mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm a folder. I do too. I do fold. I don't know how else to eat it without folding have to it. With a slice this yeah. uh-huh. I, I love coming to Dante's. It's like New Haven style pizza, mm-hmm. so it's always thin. Like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm. good stuff. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I was in later adult years when I discovered how awesome Italian beef is on pizza. Same. I I never did that. I mean, I'm from like a Carpentersville, the Elgin area. Like, mm-hmm. I never did that on pizzas out there. It wasn't until I started working at Dante's that I. Hey, you know what's funny it. is, uh, my family does pizza Sunday every Sunday, and mm-hmm. Italian beef is our topping of choice. Every Sunday, I eat that. So you're you're oh you're uh, yeah, it's nothing Italian new for me. Beef, oh right? yeah, I love Italian beef on pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when I tell people that's like my favorite, they're like, "Wait, you put Italian beef on pizza?" I was like, "In Chicago, we do." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I ask you guys something separate? Mm-hmm. How weird do you think a uh, Tito's and diet is to order at a bar? That's weird. Yeah. Do you think that's weird or no? I don't think that's weird. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would probably go with like a whiskey instead See, of vodka, but Tito's I, and soda for I, me. I order a, a Tito's and diet, and people are like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that crazy? It's just like an alcoholic 
Diet Coke. Well, I basically. think because most people, maybe mm-hmm. people don't like to mix vodka with Coke. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I would do whiskey and Coke over vodka. But. Well, sure. Yeah, but Moose is Moose is unique. Mm. Yeah. He's he a, mm-hmm. a special flower in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank right, you. So Maximum Khaki, uh, has it really been five years since the last album? Oh mm, shit! Yeah, now yeah. That you mentioned, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it, but now that you mentioned it, I guess it is. We can all admit that time flows differently now. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I, days, years, weeks, months—they're meaningless at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. But still, five years is a long time. Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah. We. I, I feel like we started working on that right after our last album, but then, of course, you know, with like COVID and everything, mm-hmm. that set everything back. But yeah, five years—that's that's crazy, especially because Chris already have has demos for a new album that he gave us before this one came out you know what i mean so it's like it starts sometimes like at the same time as the release when we have new songs but then it'll be five years before those come out but we'll have like another batch of songs ready to go i would say though like the thing is is we were on track to have that one out yeah 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 in fact we had tracked drums Mm -hmm. and my bass uh, was done in like February 2020, mm-hmm. and then like everything just completely fucking fell apart. Mm-hmm. And like where most bands were like, we gotta do this, we gotta get through. <laughs> yeah, this. Nope. We were like, I'm not gonna. We'll fucking we'll take a break. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we'll figure this out. If the world's yeah. still here at the end of this, <laughs> yeah, right. Then we'll, we'll finish the, the album. Yeah. There's no waste. rush. <laughs> yeah. So then we ended up finishing it. Um, in fact, Joe Gack, one of the pizza delivery drivers, you were. <laughs> Uh, you saw while you were in there mm-hmm. uh, who recorded uh, Maximum Khaki. Um, me and him started recording some of the vocals uh, like mid-pandemic and it was weird. We had like masks on and stuff. We took like Bindex tests. To, it was like in the throes of the shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we finished this up like finished this thing summer. Mm-hmm. Do you all... need to work at a pizza place to make excellent punk rock? <laughs> <laughs> It sure seems that way. Yeah. It's a coincidence, but yeah, it rules. I just finished with jury duty. Circumstantial evidence counts. So the circumstantial evidence says that yes, you do need to work in a pizza place. You know, I I'm, think that's science right there. It, that's right. It is science. I, we have so many bands that come in. It's like always uh, the lunch after they did the the show the night before. And you know what I think is hilarious too is if you play with like any of our bands or like a um, Tim's band, Canadian Rifle. If you mm-hmm. play. With them, the next day you show up, you eat lunch. That's like the full Chicago experience, I think. You know, like play you a really, show, get some Dantes. Yeah, have you played Chicago? You know, that's how you play Chicago. I think a lot makes with, sense to me. Yeah, uh, this pizza kicks ass. The banana peppers oh, are a nice yeah. touch. Mm-hmm. This is really good. What, what pizza? What slices do you guys have? I got pepperoni. They're, the pepperoni at Dante's rules. Yeah, you can't you can't yeah. go wrong. With it's unbeatable. I one. just want classic cheese. You can't go wrong. Yep. Can't go wrong. Those plus are I, plus. I have gout, so <laughs> I do watch the amount of. Uh, you know. I don't think I even truly know what gout is from a medical perspective, other than you don't want it. Here, right? show them your foot. You don't want it. I'm okay. just joking. It's not flamed up, so it's all. Uh, yeah, no. You, you certainly don't want it, and if you ever get it, there will be no mistake that you have it. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned the pandemic. For those of you who are wondering, how did the Broke Towns create music around the pandemic? Is that answered in Satan and Quarantine? Man, you know, some of those themes and and even some of the original song titles that we had kind of like started to 
show like they started to kind of like show themselves as as all that stuff happened where we had it all before it happened kind of oddly like getting you know like kind of predict not predicting but anyway <laughs> yeah i don't know who wrote that chris chris yeah, wrote chris. that yeah chris what's said. that about you, you probably have to ask him but yeah, I, I think just it. in general the songs are just about like this reality that we all live in right now <laughs> yeah you know what that that has to be the difference though like if this album if we did have to kind of push it i mean did, weren't a lot of the lyrics lyrics written like uh during the pandemic yeah. they were yeah, yeah for so sure. like yeah. if, imagine what the lyrics would be if we kind of were pushing for you know it'd be all the same music all the music was done so it's like all the done. same music yeah. but it'd probably have like some different lyrics and that's how it usually works we'd kick out the music pretty quick and then just kind of go back and you know, now for, the, for those who haven't heard the broke downs which maximum khaki is a fine place to start for those who haven't heard all the songs are super short mm-hmm. but what's interesting what i love about the broke downs they're super short but they feel complete they don't feel like unfinished thoughts yeah. thank you that i think is no <laughs> small feat to do you know mission accomplished i think <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be able to get our message across in, you know, less than a minute and a half. Yeah. Well, to get your message across and have breakdowns and cool changes, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you. that. Yeah. No, you know what's hilarious, though, is, is uh, uh, one time uh, a friend's band asked me, like, on the way to Minneapolis, hey, could you could you just learn these six songs on our band camp and play because our drummer can't do it? And every song was, like, 30 seconds long. But... There was there were like seventeen different changes in every song, like seventeen different changes in a thirty second song. So like that was kind of like tough, you know. It would have been easier to play like four minutes of like the same beat, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I, so I think that's that's hilarious trying to fit in a lot of changes in just mm-hmm. a little bit amount of time. But you get your point across. I think too, yeah. like like the attention span gets shorter as we get more, <laughs> as we get older. Yeah, that's you true. Know, so, uh, you know why? Why like I, I don't I have a hard time sitting through a five minute song. Mm-hmm. I, I love Ted Leo. I was listening to that new Ted Leo newer Ted Leo mm-hmm. EP today while I was working, and I fucking love Ted Leo. But there was like a five minute and thirty mm-hmm. second opener. And it was like, oh, Jesus. I, and I love Ted Leo. Yeah. But I, I, mean, just, I can't, like, my attention span is just shorter than that. It's now. interesting you should say that. I, I don't necessarily feel that, feel that way when it comes to music. In general, in life, I feel like I have a much shorter attention span. I don't know if it's because I'm of a certain age. I'm a seasoned old man at this point. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, you know, post-COVID. But I used to love reading books. I mean, I still love reading books. I have a really hard time sitting down and focusing. I get really bored and anxious. And I have... Uh, I don't know if it's like ADD or whatever, mm-hmm. but I I, yep. I kind of feel what you're describing. Yeah, yeah I buy books. <laughs> <laughs> and they look great on the shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look really impressive. Moose oh, has yeah. an awesome library in yep. his house. <laughs> you ever day, need a book? One day, one day I'll read the books that I've been buying. <laughs> it, seeing what other people say about the Brokedowns. Again, if you haven't discovered the Brokedowns yet, my goodness, here's your gateway drug right here, the new mm-hmm. record, uh, which we'll talk about the cover. I just fucking love the cover uh but the album is out now but i see words like fun and silly used to describe the broke towns these are words that journalists use those are words that are used to describe the wiggles I, I don't... <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about that is um you know i was saying chris will like send us demos a lot of times he has his kids they like participate in the demo so it'll be like a casio keyboard him playing guitar 
his kids will play a drum beat or something in the background or they'll be singing along but it's hilarious it's like time with his kids but he's also working on demos to send us so and they appear like they're on the last album they're on this album they're on this album yeah uh eric's uh kids have been helping out too like his son's his son jack has like took pictures of us yeah <laughs> like, and, uh, my get, daughter was like the uh she was the the, the samurai the, sword swinger in, in, in our, our video uh, in yeah. one of our videos well, yeah. all right let's talk about that song <laughs> uh you introduced samurai sword decontrol mm-hmm. at reggie's uh, in this way it's about protecting your house with a samurai sword True enough. You just released the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this. It's Halloween themed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean a little accidentally bit of apocalypse. Just, yeah. There's, yeah. there's yeah. limb and head severing. <laughs> yeah, lots of head severing <laughs> by, <laughs> by a 10 year old girl. Yeah. And spoiler warning pretty much everyone dies in this one. <laughs> yeah. No survivors. She survives. <laughs> yeah, she's, right. yeah. She's good. And but in a broke down fashion. Oh, yeah. Even the pizza gets murdered by the samurai sword. <laughs> yeah. And she eats the pizza off of it. Yeah. So. That was, I, that was all hers. She just uh, yeah, she, she just great. went with that. <laughs> I I get the sense going back to fun and silly. I get the sense you like doing videos. Oh, we yeah, do. you yeah, know what's it's funny? So much fun. But we try to do. We were like the plan was to do three that day, and we just got time. We only had time to do two, and then they did some touch ups like later. I think in the week for some night footage, but we did knock out two in one day though. Yeah, yeah, yeah hey, almost, that's, that's yeah, not a bad two, day. Yeah, we just wanted some night footage. It's <laughs> so not came, a bad afternoon yeah, actually. It, it, it really was. It was all, one day that we got both of those. Done it's a good excuse. Part. We all got to like we all get to hang out with each other and each other's families. Yeah, you know, yeah, because our families were all there. My kids and my wife were there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was everybody gets along. Thing. Chris, oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, except for the never mind. <laughs> no, we're, we're all pretty much family at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about other video stuff. Obey the fumes. Mm-hmm. As God is my witness, if I have to sit through another Zoom or Teams call <laughs> as long as I live, that that's something you address in this in this video. Yeah. And I, I say that knowing that I'm, I'm going to jump on Teams calls all day tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the irony of that is that I spend my entire day in Zoom yeah, meetings. Yeah, no kidding. So, and, and I'm pretty sure John does too. Yep. And you know what? I'm happy with that if I can do it all from home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a win. Yeah. Um, so Zoom recording gone wrong. There are ninjas. There are space aliens. Um, there's a crime scene. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah, Eric gets killed. Who, who storyboards this stuff? <laughs> Uh, Chris, which yeah. is also such a bummer that he's not here right now. But, yeah, yeah Chris, well, usually anything he throws at us, we, we just say yes. And, and and honestly, even if it doesn't totally make sense right then, it, it yeah. comes together even better. Like, he came to us with, with the, the idea for Obey the Fumes and, and like, described it to us and we were like yeah it sound that sounds like a lot of fun and then we weren't quite sure how it was going to go together and then when we showed up that day he was like all right well this this could be a complete shit show yeah. but let's let's just give it a shot and we started with moose and that actually went pretty well and then <laughs> yeah. we went down the line and shot everybody's parts and then you know our, our buddy ian weaved them all together into this into this zoom video but but yeah i mean it, it ended up you know he was kind of like eh, this could be a total crap shooter it could be awesome and and i feel yeah. like it turned out how he was envisioning it and, yeah. and you know most of our parts at least mine was done in one shot yeah one that's continuous, true you know yeah. handing me food shotgunning a beer the, shot, the beer that shotgun was part was one yeah. shot one yeah. take one we shot we couldn't have planned that better john <laughs> john opens the beer and it just 
shoots right at the camera. And I, I, you know, I don't know if anybody can really notice that I mean, in the video. But it doesn't look like <laughs> it doesn't anything was more than one take. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's it, true. It's not like anything too important. Yeah, no one's going to look at that video and say, you know, I think I saw that debut at Sundance. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, and, of course, in true Broke Down fashion, Broke Down's fashion, uh, the whole video is like 75 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, it'll take you longer to take a leak than it will to watch this video. Absolutely. I, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it took true. us about Any, four or five hours to film a less than a minute and a half music video. It's just proof that any anybody can make a, a, a video. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you don't think you can, I mean, just watch our videos. You guys. Right. I, and yeah. I, this is something I've said repeatedly. It, I feel like we are due for some kind of music video resurgence. It's Now that everyone has video equipment in their pocket, basically. Yeah, you know? no kidding. And, it, and it, you know, learning something like Final Cut Pro takes a day of, of focus, and you can figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a real opportunity for bands. Oh, man. I know. It, how cool was that shit? I mean, that was like my favorite thing back in the day. I just like 100%. Listened, I listened oh, to yeah. a podcast where they discussed the trilogy of the Guns N' Roses, the <sighs> Don't Cry, uh, November Rain, and Estranged, those videos. That shit was nuts. There was like yeah. uh, commercials for the Estranged video. Like, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. it was going to premiere and everything. Yeah, I mean, and now oh, November rain that was massive, oh, massive, I mean, just oh massive. God. It was just yeah. so, so epic. But yeah, know? people, <laughs> it's not so much like that anymore. Although there are some really cool videos. Some sure. people I know have been putting out some cool stuff. The olds are not all right. I bring this up, well, because it's on the album Maximum Khaki. But you're elder statesman now, boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty much middle-aged at I this point. I think Moose is the last one to, to hit the 40 mark. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He just turned 40 earlier a couple weeks month. ago. Yeah. yeah, earlier this month, yeah. yeah. So as elder statesman at your uh, monthly meeting, when you, <laughs> when you chart the future of the local scene, <laughs> do you feel that? Do you, do, you, do you feel like all of a sudden you're, you're in almost like a mentor role to the younger bands who want to play with you? And um, You know what? I so think... Uh, go ahead, John. Oh, it's a good question. You know what's... The funny thing is, is well, that it seems like, you know, we, we see some bands come up that are younger, but we, we always, like, try to treat bands the way we wanted to be treated, or, like, we hoped, totally, like, yeah. we were treated by, like, bands that we totally loved when we mm-hmm. were growing up. We got the opportunity to play with a lot of cool bands, like, throughout the years that we loved. Mm-hmm. Some were just so amazing uh, to us. Um, we I think we always, like... Whether we even talked about it or not as a band, I don't know that we ever have, but I think we always just tried to be that. So it almost feels like it's just like we're part of the same scene. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I look mm-hmm. I look at other bands like that, maybe that are younger, it's just like, you know, like comrades almost, you know, like yeah. you're doing this shit, we're doing it too. Like we're, we're part of like this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, we're in it absolutely. together. Yeah. But I will say I did probably like maybe five years ago I realized that most people I worked with they were all in bands and we were all playing together but I had this like thing I'm like oh I'm like almost ten years older than a bunch of these people (laughs) you know what I mean I'm like oh I just seriously was like for a while I'm like we're all the same age right we're all here we're all doing the same thing we're all the same age and then I was like no you guys are ten years younger than me you're 26 you know like oh man yeah I'm i I gotta maybe get like a some type of like a retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I gave you credit for the short songs and how they're fully realized. You, you listen to a broke down song and it, it feels complete, even though it's you know 90 seconds long or whatever. That all said, one of the longer songs on the album is my favorite, and that being Mangraves. Oh, yeah. I Masculine mean, caskets. <laughs> it, it long is, of course, by degrees, but there's... Yeah. I mean, there's a great tempo change, and I mentioned tempo changes earlier. There's a great tempo change about two minutes in that takes the song in a totally different direction, and then, then it just kind of punches you in the face again. I, yeah. I love the way you kind of manipulate emotions with by doing that. Oh, thanks. That's a Chris thing. Again, he's not here. But I tripped out when I heard that because I was like, man, like it was weird to hear Chris do something that was so, like to break away like that in that part in between, you know, before we all come back in. But, man, yeah, no. No, and I, I've it's always tried to, like, to play. like, from a vocal standpoint, like, Chris lets, like, is really supportive of me just doing, like, whatever I think will be cool. Mm-hmm. Vocally, whether it be backups, like, the melodies I want to sing to everything. Totally, he's just like, dude, run with it. Like, if you could do something with this, run with it. So, you know, hopefully these songs are a good collaboration of that. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that song specifically it was that was uh, it was different vocally for anything that I've ever done in the past. But yeah, that's it was true. A lot of fun yeah. to make. I love yeah. it. Like I said, I, I think it's a real highlight of Thanks, the new man. album. And I give you guys credit, and maybe this is a Chris thing. Um, <laughs> the album led me to Google because I didn't know who Ernest Becker was. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, and you know that, that's it's funny you bring Ernest Becker up. Uh, Could, can know, we so, talk? Can we talk about that? Can I, we? Do, can we? <laughs> I, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can, Moose. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Tell yeah, me about so, that. Go so ahead, I Eric. got this this random message uh, through our website from uh, somebody at the Ernest Becker Foundation, <laughs> and they were asking if they could interview us for their latest newsletter. And I and and I was like, oh, I don't I don't even know who Ernest Becker <laughs> is. So, uh, you know, I so then at that point I Googled it and then I figured it all out. And I talked to Chris about it, and Chris was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cool. So, you know, let him give him my contact information, and, and so I connected the two of them, and then uh, we got together a couple weeks ago, and, and I asked him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, they're like asking for a book report from me," and like he's like, like he said that it's literally taking me like a week to work on this on this interview that they want from me, and, and you know they're like a um, an intellectual type organization. You know, Ernest Becker was a cultural anthropologist mm-hmm. that. You know, studied the human condition and why people do the things they do, and that's kind of what that song's about. It's basically, what my note says over here. Yeah. yeah. What's that? It's basically what my note oh, says. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, and and that song is kind of you know uh, is kind of taking Ernest Becker's perspective as though he were at Costco, you know, watching what people do while they're there. Um, and, and so he said, he's like, yeah, I don't know if pe- if they're really gonna like my answers. And he's like, and I'm probably gonna be the dumbest person that the Ernest Becker <laughs> Foundation has ever talked to, but I'm gonna answer their questions and see what they say. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. They're they're supposedly supposed to be putting that in their next newsletter. So. <laughs> yeah, but who's and, and who actually gets I it? saw on Twitter that they they actually tagged us on Twitter. No way. And they announced that they were going to be putting it in the in their next uh, newsletter. So it is. What, is, what is even happening here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I mean, Ernest Becker is is maybe going to be our legacy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ernest Becker died in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. he, that was the same year that his Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Denial of Death, yep. was published. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, I'm glad we could all that help people is learn things. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we were trying to give everybody an educational experience. I think that was kind of the the goal with that song. <laughs> that That's what people fun. come to the Brokedowns for. That's right, what they right. come to Education. Us for. Yeah, you know, you right. want to learn something new. Listen to our songs. 
Let's talk about this album cover because, as yeah. mentioned, it's just awesome. I, I'm a sucker. I don't even know how to describe this kind of art, <laughs> but it's it's got that kind of like 1950s, very clean line aesthetic. So, I, I guess I'm going to oh, grab the camera here. Definitely should send people over to uh, Ryan's page. The artist Ryan Dugan. Yep. Is it Duggan? Am I? It's that? Ryan Dugan, and he is a Chicago artist who you know we've kind of known through the years he actually did the species bender cover yeah, as well he did that. and we always loved that one and um you know he, now he's like you know well established as an yeah, artist yeah he does like a calendar and and uh, he he's done some pieces where i think it's like a some local chicago spots but all in oh this. he even gets like commissioned by like espn and shit Th this stuff. is fantastic work but, i mean i just i love everything about this yeah. One thing I would say about Ryan Dugan is that he puts out a calendar every year, and it's very much so kind of like in that style, I guess you could say, of mm -hmm. artwork. But it's always like um, a calendar, and every month is like a scene of something very wholesome. And it'll be like a family out at a pumpkin patch <laughs> enjoying a brisk fall afternoon, and a dog is shitting in the background. Yeah, <laughs> it'll yeah that's like, right. Yeah. It'll just yeah. be yeah. like, like his signature you know, move. like. He puts it like the like it's just that 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 type of humor yeah. I think matches ours I was very say, well. <laughs> it, is, it is so well paired with yeah. who you guys are. Totally, yeah, definitely. The, the tongue-in-cheek totally. sense of humor that yeah, it, it, I love it. So the album kind of jumps off the shelves. How do you feel about? I mean, the past couple albums have been on vinyl. How do you feel about putting records out on vinyl? Does that feel awesome? Well, I, I prefer feels, that for yeah. sure. Awesome. Yeah. It feels like a must. I mean, I, I've been picking up seven inches and lps i you know since i was a kid sure you know i worked at record breakers back in the day in I, the I just stopped oh i stopped at uh, record breakers on milwaukee on my way here mm -hmm. oh yeah I, I picked up a gary newman record and i picked up the two david bowie albums that followed let's dance which would be tonight and never let me down like his creative low point yeah by far <laughs> yeah, sure i've been putting off buying those but they're like 15 and 11 bucks yeah. respectively like, yeah. I, I'll just add them to the to the to the stack yeah that, that's, for sure. that's still Eric do you know Eric that is Eric runs that place now I don't know I don't know who Eric Kratz I think is his name but man uh, he uh, used to run it when it was um part of Reggie's or whatever and worked for at right. Reggie's. And I used to work for Record Breakers back when it was in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. At, like in Hoffman Estates. And that's Robbie who owns Reggie's now. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rock Club. Mm -hmm. uh, owned. He was my boss at, at Record Breakers and then he now owns Reggie's and for a while had Record Breakers in Reggie's. Yeah, And yeah. I oh, believe yeah, maybe they right. sold yeah. off sold off the records. Yeah, now it's a, like um, more seating and everything up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a sickness. It is, yeah. I, I, I know I need to stop, but I can't. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to walk into my home office where all my records are. And my family and friends will be sitting in chairs in a circle like, why don't you grab a seat? <laughs> when, when was the last time you've moved? <laughs> oh, well, that's just it. See, I, I collected records as a kid. Okay. And I know where you're going with this. That's the surest way to lose friends and lose interest in vinyl is having to move all those boxes up and downstairs. Yeah. In there. The surest way. But I'm not moving anywhere for as long as I can think so I, I'm yeah. fine I, I've dropped anchor I'm just going to keep on building my, my vinyl library I yeah. think you know what you want to know what's even even worse is uh, laser discs and, and when a, a, a friend of ours was moving <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> these guys helped move the uh, record and laser disc oh, God. collection, and those and and also CEDs. If you know what CEDs are, they're like don't. the vinyl version of a laser disc that was rivaling the laser disc at the time. I don't think, I don't, I don't as think though I there was a rival. Dead media, dead media. Oh, you know what's Clearly. funny too? Here's it came in this uh, vinyl record came inside like this cartridge that had like the cover of the movie or whatever. I remember watching uh, uh, Pink Floyd uh, live at Pompeii. And so you stick <laughs> the cartridge into this player almost all the way in. By the way, tell me you get high without telling me you get high. This is it. <laughs> and then it takes the vinyl out. You take the cartridge out, put it on top of the thing, and then when it's halfway done, you got to put the cartridge in. <clears throat> it loads the record back into the cartridge. You turn it around, oh my put God. it oh in, my and God. that's how you flip it. What yeah. a pain in the butt. Yeah. Well, Half Price Books sells lots of used oh, laser yeah. discs. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there with my son like a year or two ago, and I was going through all the budget records, and there's never anything good. It's like Gordon Lightfoot, Pablo Cruz, Jethro Tull, yeah. Moody Blues. And there's a huge stack of laser discs, and my son said, what are those? I'm like... They're movies. I I can't explain. (laughs) How do you explain that? (laughs) At my old house, one time we had this like last minute, like there's a local venue that was supposed to have a comedy show and it got canceled. So the person I was organizing was like, been to a, a party at our house. And it was like, it, the house used to be owned by AJ Funkin Company, which which is uh, the guy that does Sparkle Glass Cleaner and, and owned Made uh, in Elgin, owned yep. Elgin Paper Elgin, Company. Illinois. We lived in like his house that he entertained people with, and it was like custom built for his kids. And anyway, we ended up having this comedy show there, and. Uh, this guy was passing out joints that were to- that totally had hash all in them, every and just watched what happened. And the host got so high, and he was like, just went on about all the laser discs and all the records. He's like, it's really cool because you can't steal any of this shit. Because what am I going to play this shit on? But, uh, yeah. All right. So in summary, uh, the pizza was awesome. Yeah. I, I want to thank Dante's and Armitage for the slices and the artichoke hearts, which were fantastic appetizers. Good, good crew over here. Good yep. crew over here. Yeah, very friendly. Mm-hmm. Thank Carnage. you, Timmy Murphy. Yep. Thank you, Tim Murphy, a former guest of mm-hmm. Carcon Carney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moose, you are a former guest in a different life. Mm-hmm. I, I should have looked up. You were probably within the first 100 episodes for sure. No shit. You had to have been. Okay. And this is episode 800-something. I remember you, you had to give us a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, I thought your parents were going to get you. That yeah, happen, did, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dad was drunk, <laughs> and that led to a career as a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, that's how that trajectory works. Again, I, I love this new album. I'm so glad to have it on vinyl. I'm glad that you put it out on vinyl. Maximum khaki, fantastic. Thank you. The broke downs. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for James. having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah.